Hey there, this is Chris Perry, the Commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and we're back with another edition of the WCHL Podcast. On the other end of the line is my buddy, my compatriot, my my partner in crime, Big Sugar himself, I am Andrew here. Major Kurth. Andrew, are you with us? I am here. Loud. <laughs> you sound loud, so freaking excited. Ho- hopefully loud and clear from my laundry room once again. <laughs> Well, hey, let's listen to some uh, let's listen to some loud guitars, and then we'll uh, get into talking about the week that was in the WCHL and the week ahead. Hold on. Sweet. So you're stuck in the laundry room once again. Did, have you been there all week or have you, I mean, no, does, at least does your wife slip you some food under the door or something? I, I ventured out. Well, I can get out, I can get out the side door to get food. So I'm not, not worried about that. You know, I've got a water hose in the backyard <laughs> so I can shower. So I don't, so it doesn't stink in here. I can tell you that it, it smells fresh. They, uh, so, I you love know, it. a water hose so you can shower. Yep. And got a water hose out back. So, you know, the, uh, it is, it is fun, you know. Yeah, Get a little sprinkler set up going, right? You run through the sprinkler every now and then? You know, I do. I uh, I put my swimsuit on. Obviously, I didn't today because it's a little chilly out. But, you know, I normally will put my uh, swimsuit on and uh, tiptoe in the uh, sprinkler system outside and, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of creep the neighbors out a little bit. It's all fun. All fun and games. Oh, my God. Well, hey, what a way to get the podcast going. Way to go there, <laughs> pal. <laughs> well, hey, for those of you who are out there and that uh, have, have – you know, you've noticed a change. Um, uh, we have, you know, Andrew is uh, an unabashed Oklahoma homer, and, that's and true. I understand he's catching. I understand he's catching some hell from some folks because I am not an unabashed Oklahoma homer. Too. This is the WCHL podcast, not the Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Um, Andrew, Oklahoma didn't play this weekend. What do you have to talk about? Anything? I don't have anything to talk about, so I'm going to sit here and uh, like the other right, hey, fine that's folks, I'm going to listen to you ramble. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so it, in the in the world of the WCHL, uh, six teams were playing, 18, uh, uh, but that means the other two were not. The Oklahoma teams, uh, both the University of Oklahoma and the University of Central Oklahoma, both had the week off, had to get some rest. I'm sure yep. they probably did an awful lot of studying. Lots of studying. There weren't, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of study hall. Not a whole lot of partying and all that jazz or whatever it is that college students do these days, right? I, I did, I did lead uh, reading time at the uh, library on uh, Friday night and Saturday night because I figured the boys were <laughs> used to having their that time slot filled anyway, so I gave them something to do. So I, I led yeah. book time for a couple hours at the library those two nights. I had a great turnout. You sharpened your crayons. We did. We uh, we sharpened our crayons. I told everybody to get there five minutes early, make sure their crayons were sharp and ready to go, and we got started. We did. <laughs> You're too much. Too much. All right. Well, so so Oklahoma and Central Oklahoma were off. Um, they've got some big games coming up this week. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, in the meantime, boy, we had some interesting games. Um, in the WCHL, the Arizonas were up at the Colorados. And then we had some non-conference games with Arkansas venturing uh, out east to Philadelphia for four games in four days. And then uh, the Ice Bears uh, from Missouri State went up to Michigan to play a couple of games up there at the uh, Onyx. Let's, um, well, hey, let, let's, let's get, um, let's just get right to it. On Thursday night, the Arizona teams were up in Colorado. Yep. And uh, Arizona was at Colorado. And Arizona State was at Colorado State. Andrew, did you have a chance to watch either of those two games? The uh, I did not watch either game. The uh, my my team wasn't in it, so you know the the homer I am. I was I was on in to better, bigger, and better things there. <laughs> well, I, I got to see one of the games. I in, in fact, I got to see both of the games, one live and one uh, on the telephone. 
Um, the Colorado, let's start down in Boulder, uh, the Battle of the Heavyweights, um, Arizona. No, I think they came into the weekend ranked 17th? 16 or 17, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they kind of got jobbed in the most recent ranking that, that came out here by the coaches. And, and hopefully we'll be going to the, I know when we go to the computer uh, ranking here in November, you know, the computer don't lie, so all will be yeah. well. And it will be based purely on results and not on coach and bias, uh, you know, and, bias and perception or anything and, like that. And what and what buddy bills you have made out there and all that, right? Yeah. Not, so Colorado, not saying that, you're not saying that happens. <laughs> no, not doesn't happen at all. <laughs> Colorado was uh they they dropped from eight to thirteen in the most recent ranking, and I believe Arizona, even though they, they swept a, a big weekend. Um, I think they only moved up one spot. They beat Missouri State and Arkansas twice, and only moved up a spot. Yeah, so they went from yeah. like seventeen to sixteen or something goofy yeah, like I was, that. I was, yeah, I was kind of surprised in the uh, coaching rankings when they came out. Kind of some of the teams that moved and didn't move, and back and forth. Yeah, kind of a kind of a. a anyways, uh, Arizona and Colorado played. They're, they're the two heavyweights out of that. Uh, excuse me, out of those two pods. Yep, that was and, the uh, that was so the matchup of the night. Boulder. What's that now? That was the probably the matchup of the night right there. That was the matchup of the night for sure, and it went to uh, the Wildcats. They just uh, stomped a, a hole in the, in the they, Buffaloes there on uh, Thursday night. They, uh, the final was they, five to two, but it was five to one after two periods. So uh, yes, I was going to say they jumped smokes. on them and jumped on them quick there. And they, yes, uh, they did. And I've got the I've got the score sheet sitting in my hand here. Really? And, Look, uh, you printed it out. I did. I did. I, I am, I am more prepared than I have been in the past three weeks here. So <laughs> I'm ready to, I knew you're going to call me a Homer. And uh, so I was going <laughs> to be prepared here. <laughs> well, tell us all about it there, big man. Yeah. Well, so it looks like jumped on them quick here and they, uh, five to one, like you said, and then they, uh, came back and made it five, two to make it look a little more uh, respectful on the score sheet. But you know, looks uh, looking here. It looks like it was just a tough, tough game. No, uh, no bad penalties, minor stuff. Couple trippings, couple roughings, stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, a, uh, I'm gonna pound my. I'm gonna pound it again. Both teams over on the power play here tonight. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, that's kind of a kind of a big deal. I, in my opinion, yeah. Like we've talked in. Uh, Recent weeks, you got to take advantage of those things, and uh, both teams are over here tonight. That's surprising, considering that uh, Arizona had uh, five five goals that none of those were power play goals. Yeah, kind of surprising. The uh, you'd think one of those would they sneak one of those in on the power play there, but well, so Arizona Arizona wins that game, and they'll get the rematch um, uh, in late January, early February when uh, CU comes down to Tucson. Those are going to be two afternoon games, a Friday, Saturday afternoon matinees. And so uh, I would say Arizona is sitting in the catbird seat right now when it comes to, um, you know, power matchups in the WCHL because, what, last week they played at Missouri State. So they'll get the next two against Missouri State will be at home in Tucson. They played one against CU. So the next two will be at At home home. in Tucson. Yep. And Uh, uh, so uh, home cooking. Yep, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, hey, up in uh, Fort Collins, uh, ASU. It was the Battle of the States with Arizona State at Colorado State, and uh, that was kind of an. I, I was actually at that game. That was an interesting game. Um, in uh, Arizona State, it was zero uh, zero after one. Arizona State uh, squandered a five on three uh, power play opportunity in the first period. And uh, to CSU's credit, they uh, in in their their goaltender, his last name is Morgan. I, I want to call him Joe Morgan, but I think it's Kyle Morgan. Uh, probably um, Joe Morgan. That's a J Morgan here on the score sheet. Okay. All right. Well, he. Uh, I, when I think of Joe Morgan, I think of the little second baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, <laughs> so his, who knows? It's probably something else like Javier Morgan or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, J, J Morgan played. J Morgan played great, especially in that first period. Hell, he played great in the whole game um, because I think ASU had. They almost doubled CSU in shots, and uh, so the kid 40, in the forty-one game. shots on goal. Yeah, 40, 41, 23. Okay, and then um, so ASU uh, uh, they they finally score two goals in the second period. Yep, and um, 
and both of them are power play goals. And um, uh, so they take a two to nothing lead into the third period, and CSU, damned if they don't come back and tie it, come and back they tied and tie it, it with like two goals in like sixteen seconds. It was insane. Yep, you blink and yep. you missed it. They, uh, yeah, right here scored nine forty eight and ten ten. There you go. I mean, it was so two two quick ones. Yeah, it was like bada bing, bada boom, and next thing you know, it was a little kid named uh, Cote that got, uh, I think, got the first goal, and I fr- I forget who got the second uh, Gillis. goal. Gillis. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, before you knew it, you know, Arizona State went up from uh, you know breathing comfortably at two to nothing to, to uh, holy crap, we're in a tie game. Oh man, ago. yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, and to their credit, they pull it out and they. Uh, they get a goal a couple minutes later and to go up and win it by one. Well, I mean, in, that's, in that, that last goal that they scored, it was, again, it was another five on three. It was their second five on three opportunity yeah, of, of the game. I was going to say it uh, shows a power play goal here for them. So. Yep. And they almost squandered it too. If, if my memory serves right, they scored with 16 seconds left in the, uh, in the, in the five on three opportunity. And uh, so, yeah, ASU squeaks out a three to two win. Uh, over they, the Rams up there in uh, at Epic at Fort Collins, and it was a uh, it was a hell of a game. Uh, Bronson yeah, Moore was in net for ASU, and um, uh, you know both both teams played hard. Both teams, uh, you know, need need to work. I thought ASU. This is just my perception. I thought ASU played uh, a lot of individual games and didn't trust one another. Yeah, um, and didn't trust their teammates until they. You know, started. Uh, uh, you know, there were flashes of it on the on the power play when they trusted that their teammate was going to be at the. Um, you know, in a position. You know, the, especially the first goal. The guy just drove. I I, I forget who got the assist, but the, or, or heck, even who got the goal. But the guy just drove wide to the right, and he uh, basically uh, passed the puck parallel through the crease, and he trusted that someone was going to be with this blade on the ice. And sure enough, he had the blade on the ice, and bada bing, bada boom, got it, it was got it uh, done. Redirected right into the net, but you know, yeah, so, that's uh, worked out well. That's a good, good, good team win for those guys. They yep. uh, things probably haven't gone quite as what they'd hoped the to start the season off here. So you know, that's kind of a kind of a big moment. You're up two nothing, and then come back two two, and then you find a way to win it on the power play. Um, you bet. So good for those guys. Good win for those guys. A great character win, and uh, yeah, it, it it showed a lot of uh, showed a lot of gumption. I mean, both. Both teams showed a lot of fight, and uh, ASU, uh, yeah, took it to them. So, uh, so that worked out well. So that was uh, that was Thursday night up there in uh, Colorado. Yep. As we do in the WCHL, everybody trades, uh, uh, you know, trades trades opponents on the on the following night. So ASU went down to Boulder uh, to play Friday Saturday. U of A came up to uh, CSU to play in the fort for two games. Uh, Andrew, I don't think I need to ask, but I'm going to. Did you get a chance to see any of those games? <laughs> the uh I watched the oh which one was it? Was it uh may have been Saturday night. I think I watched the first couple minutes of Saturday night's Colorado game. Really? So nothing on Friday night again. You were O for Friday. You're O for Thursday, O, o for Friday. O for and the only reason I tuned in Saturday is because it was uh cold and rainy and I had nothing else to do with my time. So <laughs> so oh, I tuned gee, in. Gee, gee, thanks. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for Thanks for uh, ma- making time out of your busy day there to watch some WCHL yeah, you know, hockey, I'm, huh? No, I'm, I'm a busy man. I got I got a lot <laughs> of things happening around here. So. Well, I wasn't. Uh, again, I I got to see a little bit of both games. So I was live and in person at the game in Boulder. I got to see a little bit of the game at uh, CSU on the on the um, on the telephone via Colorado Sports TV. And um, uh, let's just start there with the Fort. That came away. That was a three-to-one Arizona win over Colorado State. Uh, yep. One of those goals was an empty netter. The, uh, what, yep. what do you get for us there? The, uh, you know, it kind of looks like a routine game here, just going through the score sheet. A uh, couple ticky-tacky penalties, close game, one one nothing, one one two to one and Then, like I said, empty netter at the end there to, to go up 3-1 to kind of pad the score a little bit. Yeah. The, um, Close shots, 30-23 um, on the shots there. And both teams 0 for the power play, 0 for 1 and 0 for 3. Wow. So wow. it's kind of a it's kind of a what I would consider just a mundane hockey game. Nothing nothing exciting jumping out here to me. Interesting. Interesting. The uh I, I was at the game in Boulder. That was a three to nothing um, uh, Colorado win over Arizona State. 
However, that score is kind of deceiving because it was a zero-zero game going into the third period. Yeah, and, that's um, uh, yeah, that's when all of a sudden Colorado uh, comes out of the uh, third period and scores a goal. I think like twenty seconds into the third period. So before you even blink, all of a sudden, uh, bam, one nothing. Yep. Yeah, one nothing. You know, and uh, so that kind of just rocked uh, ASU a little bit, and then uh, CU just worked and worked and worked and uh, traced Javelin. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. And this is, this is going to show you my mindset. There was a bunch of sorority <laughs> girls sitting down right along the glass and the DJ yeah. was playing, you know, we got to talk about this, Andrew, the DJ up there was Fun. playing some crap rap music. Yeah. And in the words, this is the old man in me coming out. So forgive me for, for a second. <laughs> yeah. I clearly heard M and F, M, F, M, F, M, F blasting over the PA there in Boulder. And end this and end that and MF. But the sorority girls were all beeping and bopping and weaving and you know they were, they were losing their minds on the vibe. And I remember this because Trace Jablin was going to go take a draw in the circle right in front of these girls, and he was, you know, his head was bobbing up and down to the tune as well. And all the girls went crazy. He wins the draw, runs traces to the net, and deflects a shot in from the point. Next thing you know. CU's got their second goal, and then uh, they scored another yep. another deflection off of a shot from the point uh, about a minute or two later. And you know, uh, you know, a zero zero game all of a sudden becomes a three to nothing blowout. And sorority girls listening to uh, explicit lyrics on on the over the PA system from rap from some crap. I I don't even know who it was. It was that's the old man in me. That's that's they, what stood uh, out to me. Terrible hey, music. Yeah, if it- if it if it takes uh, the gangster rap to to get your guys to score goals, you know that's uh, it's just what you got to do, right? It worked. They, uh, it worked. All all is fair in love and war. You right. Know? <laughs> it's, so they, some, uh, some wise man in 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 uh, men's league years ago told me they don't ask how they ask how many. Yep, that's right. Oh, that's right. So so back in the day when when OU had a just a terrible DJ. Yeah. Um, in the early years, like those guys must have, the 80s rock must have got those guys going because <laughs> there was a ton of 80s rock played at OU games. Oh, that guy was friggin' awful. They, uh, back, in the, back in the day. So, yeah, you know, gangster rap and 80s rock. What a horse's ass that guy was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> thank God they he thank God they got rid of him. He was, he was a foul mouth too, that guy. I, I swear. <laughs> I, I, I complained to him all the time when I had to listen to him talk. <laughs> oh, you're a tool. You're a tool. You know it. <laughs> Just a foul mouth individual. Oh, well, hey, let's, uh, let's switch from Friday to Saturday and finish it out. Um, uh, the Arizona, that, that, that gangster rap or whatever it was that they were playing in Boulder must have really worked because... Um, Colorado opened a can of whoop ass on ASU the next night. It just, was. just took it to them. Yes. Yeah. Eight to two uh, yeah. was the final, but it was six, nothing after two. They, what they score five goals in the second period, I think. Uh, one, two, three, four, five goals. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Five in the second. That's tough. Seven, nothing. That's a, that's tough to come back from. So. Yeah. And yeah. Especially on the third day. You know, these, these WCHL games, they're, they're good. I mean, I, I feel for the kids because they get to play three days in three days, uh, three games in three days, and I'm glad it's them and not me doing it. And I mean, I, I get, I think that this kind of a schedule gets you ready for nationals because if you're going to go win nationals, you're going to either play four games in four days or four games in five days. So hopefully, by doing three games in three days throughout, through not most but half of your season, you're going to prime yourself to make that run at nationals. But still, I get it. Three games. The third game is going to be going to be a lot of dead legs and tired. And boy, eight to two is tough. Well, and you know, I'm just sitting here looking at things, and uh, you know, Arizona State they come out on uh, Thursday and put up 41 shots. Yeah. Um, against Colorado State, and then on Friday, uh, 18 shots, and on Saturday, 16 shots total on goal. Wow. So there was definitely a drop off in production there. Um, so something, something wasn't right on yeah. Friday and Saturday. I well, don't know if yeah. Colorado just played that well and, and took it to them or if, uh, they had something else going on. Well, yeah, I was going to say, give Colorado some credit. I remember a lot of block shots 
Um, so they, you know, they, yeah, and tough to, it's tough to get through the, the, the puck through about five or six buffaloes standing in front of the net. Yep. Yep. The, uh, so yeah, you can credit that to Colorado have playing well and taking it to those guys. And, uh, and if you're Arizona state, you, you got to figure out a way to, to get things through, right? Yep. They, uh, you gotta find, gotta get shots through there. They, uh, we all, we both know we've been around it long enough that putting up 16 shots through th- three periods is probably not going to get things done for you. You know no, what I mean? Not, not unless you get either you or me in that. Well, you know, they, uh, <laughs> you, I, 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 I play with the charging butterfly. So just keep that in mind. Charging butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> what a team name. But, yeah. Hey, up in the fort, um, uh, Arizona uh, took it to Colorado State. It was a five to two final. One of those was an empty netter. But I'm telling you what, that game was a lot closer um, than than the, than the score indicated. If my memory serves right, and my memory is pretty awful, um, I think Arizona scored two goals quickly, or I shouldn't say quickly. They scored two goals. Anthony Cusinelli just absolutely had one of those bottle popper type goals. He just comes straight down the yep. middle and just went high left side over the kid's blocker. And pot, next thing you know, the the water bottle was, you know, three feet in the air, just flying in the background. It was just a sweet, pretty goal. Yep. They, uh, yeah, they were up, they were up two nothing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Colorado state comes back and ties it. They got, a, Before, they got a power play goal. Uh, Arizona finishes them off. Yep. They got a power play goal, I think, from a little kid. Um, boy, he just floated it in from the uh, from the blue line. A little defenseman. His name was uh, oh Noah. I think it's Noah Miller. Was his name? Yep. Um, and he just floated it in from the blue line, and it found its way past the U of A um, goaltender uh, Nolan Bivolchuk. I think is his name. Bivolchuk. Bivolchuk. It's uh, I, Coach Berman can say it a heck of a lot better than I can, but uh, yeah. And then they tied it up in the second period to make it two to two. Yeah. And then here you go. I mean, uh, just an absolute killer of a goal. U of A comes down. It was that Cusinelli kid again, who just he was. I, I and I feel bad for this kid, uh, number six Brian Casaria. I, I gave him crap uh, when I saw him on on Thursday and on Saturday. Um. But he was defending one-on-one with Cusinelli. Cusinelli just, you know, forcing, feeding the puck, not not to him, but, you know, he's he's charging right at the guy, at, at Casario, yeah. he's backing up. And then Cusinelli just lets a wrister go flying. And it, once again, finds this one, t- found the top right side of the, of the CSU net. And then the damnedest thing happened. Cusinelli was just chirping this, uh, this poor kid, Colorado State 6, and was celebrating like right in front of him. And then the rest of the U of A guys formed the circle around the poor Colorado State kid. And they were <laughs> celebrating their goal with the CSU defender right in the middle of it all. And I thought, oh, poor kid. I'm sorry. I, I'm, to his credit, he didn't throw any punches. I was expecting that to happen. Well, yeah, if I'd have been in the middle of the circle, I would have, yeah, I would have fought my way out pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the lineys came over and, and pulled them out. Um, but yeah. still, I just thought, oh my God, you know what? Yeah. You just got, you just got scored on and now you're in the middle of the other team's goal celebration. Uh, they, uh, well, you know, yeah. they, uh, there, there could be worse places to be. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could be doing a podcast late at night, <laughs> right? You could be doing a late night podcast in your laundry room. <laughs> Arizona scored another couple of goals. The transfer from uh, uh, UCO scored a nice goal in the third period, and then Bailey Mar- uh, uh, Anthony Cusinelli scored his uh, the third goal. He capped off his hat trick with third a, goal with an empty netter, and it was kind of em- wild. Empty netter the, there. The CSU coach pulled the uh, pulled the goaltender with like four minutes to go in the game, and CSU played really really well. And I commented to uh, the folks who I was at the game with. I said, "Geez, they you know." They should play without the goaltender more often because they were killing it. You know, I think, uh, was it the Dallas Stars? They did that a couple nights ago in the NHL there. Yeah. Where they, they pulled their goalie. They were down there. They pulled their goalie like four or four and a half minutes to go um, trying to trying to make things happen. It was wild. Well, they they, they tried. Yeah. And, um, it didn't didn't pay off for them. So uh, so on the, on the weekend, uh, University of Arizona went 3-0 on the weekend. 
Um, uh, Colorado went two and one on the weekend. Uh, Colorado State went zero uh, and three on the weekend, and Arizona State went one and two on the weekend. So kind of a uh, kind of a, just an interesting kind of you know how how everything turned out. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have. Uh, I didn't expect Colorado State to go zero for three on the weekend, um, but I fully fully expected. Uh, Arizona to have a good weekend, like what they did. Um, Remember, you're the guy. If they got past that tough matchup on Thursday, you're the guy that had Arizona pegged to win the whole Western Collegiate League, right? Yep, yep. So I, I kind of pegged them to have a, a good weekend going into it. Um, (laughs) Obviously, we knew it was going to be a tough one on Thursday, um, facing Colorado there. But once he got past that kind of, kind of easier, easier schedule there. So the uh, good weekend for those guys and. now they're on a much-needed uh, break here. That's right. Both uh, the Arizona teams and the Colorado teams will have this weekend off. Well, you know what? I don't think so. I take that back. I think Arizona State goes to play uh, at UNLV this weekend. Uh, you, I, so I looked it up. Uh, UNLV is at Arizona State. Oh, there we go. Okay. They're they're playing at the lovely Oceanside Arena there. <laughs> hey, how about this? How about this? Speaking of Oceanside, Arizona State's NCAA D1 team. Just hosted the number one yep. team in the nation, Ohio State, and they played their games at Oceanside. Really? Wow. From a, how, <laughs> how how about that? I mean, I mean, you know, I I, I feel for Arizona State because you, you want them to to be very successful. I do at least. Um, but wow, you would think that uh, you know you could find another arena as opposed to that little bandbox to uh, play yep, in, they, especially uh, when you got number one coming to knows? town. And, and they play at the, yeah. they play at a beautiful, gorgeous facility on their campus, or they play downtown at the, where the Blue Jackets play. Yeah. They, uh, and then you get those, who knows, the NHL team may have been uh, there where they, because they, Arizona State will play some of their uh, D1 games um, down where the Coyotes play, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so maybe they had a conflict in schedule there and couldn't get around yeah, it. Who knows? I just, I just thought that was wild. Holy, the number one team in the nation is playing at Oceanside. Number one team in the nation. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that's they, that's uh, that's a throwback for those guys who are used to playing in gigantic arenas. Right. And then they then they step off into that. and the, Which I'm sure it's not the same Oceanside that it was when uh, when we were traveling in and out of there. No, I mean it's 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 yeah they've gussied it up. It's nice and it's it's hey, trust me, yeah. sun, dev- sun deviled out up there. That's they got a lot of maroon and gold up there and a lot of those uh, a lot of pitchforks and a lot of Sparky. But um, wow, I just hey hey, hey wh- whatever. It's not the WCHL, so we don't really have to care. <laughs> that's right. That's they're right. They're not, they're not cool enough to be in our league. Yeah, the heck with those yeah. NCAA guys. So that's right. Hey, we got. Uh, um, let's talk a little bit. Uh, Missouri State went up. They took the bus. I don't know if they bust or blew. I'm just going to say they bust. Um, they bust up to Rochester Hills, Michigan, to play two games against Oakland University. And uh, these are the games that w- will help you in the long run um, make a make a move in the rankings uh, when you play yes, out of conference getting, teams, especially when you yeah, beat them. Get, see some out of. And uh, Missouri State had a good weekend here. Yeah, heck yeah, they did. The uh, Friday night's game a little close. Uh, it was mostly mostly a one goal game for the for the most part. Back and forth a little bit there, and then Missouri State, um, kind of like what happened in Colorado, kind of pulled off in the third period there late to win Friday night five two. Yeah, a five two win. Uh, did it again the next night. Four to four to one the next night. The uh, it was the that game was a little little festive. It looked like on the score sheet, lots of lots of hooking and slashing and roughing penalties on the score sheet there. So that looked like they got a little uh, festive on that one and uh, <laughs> took it to each other a little bit. Yep, yep, kind of wild. I mean, Oakland's a good team. They've heck a past national champion. Um, and uh, uh, that that Onyx facility, I think it has three or four sheets. I think it has. I want to say four, but maybe it only has three. And uh, boy, they get some god awful times. I mean, th- these games were getting yes. going at like nine o'clock at night Eastern. They, uh, yep, I, uh, I remember, and we may have talked about it last week when we took OU through there one year, and we played Oakland, Davenport, Adrian, 
in Dearborn, maybe. And I think we played Oakland at something like 10 o'clock, eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yep. Then one night, and then we played the next team at like noon the next day. Mm, we got, it was we crazy. Got pumped the next day. We, we, yeah, we, it was we crazy. Played, we played Dearborn on Thursday, then we did Oakland Friday, Saturday, and then we drove to Davenport out in Grand Rapids. And that was the year yes, they won the championship. And I think we got pumped like 13 to 1. Four, yes, games I remember in three that. days I is was, tough, but four games in four days was insane. They Thank God Oklahoma fired yes. that scheduler. All right. He was awful. I, I actually was talking to uh, Oklahoma's assistant coach, Austin, that was uh, there was a playing at that time. And he was talking about how God awful that schedule was <laughs> playing those four and four like that. The, uh, yeah. How about yeah. that? Uh, that? Assistant coach Austin was one of the reasons why we had that God awful schedule. Cause I think he had to, if I remember right, he had to sit the first 19 games of the season before he could play again. And, um, yeah, you know what? Now you see that? I think yeah, you're right. So we, we packed as many games in and we counted as many games as we possibly could. We, we want to play the Blind Sisters I think you're right. in now Alabama? We, okay, we're going to go play them. I, now, that I, now that you say that, I remember the scheduler at the time kind of kind of bent the rules to make them work for him to get a, get all his players I in. Say, I remember I, that. I wouldn't say that guy bent the rules. I think he played well within the rules. <laughs> Come on, man. come on! Yeah. That guy, I mean, he was terrible, and he was a horse's ass. But he was still uh, a scheduler. Come on! So, so, they, Oakland, uh, so Oakland takes it on the chin, but Missouri State does well. I mean, that, those are two good wins over a good that, team. Uh, that makes the league good. Yeah, and that makes the league look good. Going out, stepping out, and uh, taking it to those guys. Yeah. And and the, the wild thing is, they did it without some of their better players. I'm I'm pretty sure Josh Bell, number sixteen, did not make the trip, and I'm pretty sure that um, I want to say it's number ten, Alex Turin. I think he's still kind of healing up from something. So for them to go up kind there, of banged up there, and get bag two W's um, without those two guys, two very important guys, I think that's a testament to how good uh, that Missouri State team is. They uh, showing flexing a little bit of muscle and showing some depth there a little there bit. Maybe go. I mean it's going to pay off in the end. Nothing. It is. It is. Looking that bench, and uh, now you got to root for Oakland to go win every game they got, so that those. Uh, That's right. Now go Oakland, right? Go Oakland. Go Golden Grizzlies. So, and then hey, to uh, to cap off the weekend, boy, Arkansas. We were just talking about four games in four days. Holy crap! Arkansas pulls a four games in four days in Philadelphia, and uh, they started it off with a eight to two win on Friday night at Westchester. Then they went to, they played. Um, oh, help me out! Help me out! Temple. Uh, Temple. Temple. And boy, they just yep. got them eleven oh. to two. How do you like to be on the receiving just end of that them. one? How about that? I <laughs> just smoked them <laughs> eleven to two. Eleven to two. <laughs> ugly. Then, um, how, how about this? You like this? I was on the air. I was at the airport coming back from uh, from the mountains, and I got to see uh, uh, Arkansas beat Villanova three to two in regulation which was great, a 2-2 two to two game going into the third period or in the third period, and uh, Arkansas scores late. I think it was the, the kid who I've been really impressed with, number 48, Lasky. I think he's the kid. Oh, my God, you know what? Maybe it wasn't Lasky. It could have been another defenseman. DeGuardia? LaGuardia? I don't know. Number five. Um, he scored the winning goal uh, over Villanova. And then we're taping this on Monday evening. Uh, uh, Okay. Arkansas just got through uh, uh, playing Drexel University a little while ago, and they uh, ended up losing a tight one, three to two to Drexel. So Arkansas, on their Philadelphia trip, you know they were one and five Great. going into the week. Great weekend, four and six coming out. They had a chance to pull even a five hundred, but uh, that's a that's a great weekend for those guys. Great weekend? Are you kidding me? Um, they, uh, you know, I'd, I wouldn't I wouldn't chalk anything up on this fourth game tonight, whether they. Win or lose, they mm-hmm. uh, great, great confidence builder. Eight two, eleven two. Yep. Um, those are big wins. That'll that'll help your team yeah, out. And then the, the, uh, then the character win to come back uh, to to win a game when you're tired, when your legs are dead. Uh, yeah, game three come back two. and win at three two, and yeah, and, and then hang in tight on the fourth yeah. game. They, uh, good for those yeah. guys. In, in fact, I, I watched before we hopped on, and before I had some other business to take care of tonight, um, I watched a little bit of that. Uh, that game Drexel scored like a minute or something into the game tonight, and then uh, and then they had another goal to make it two, 
was like two to one, I think, after the first period. And then uh, Drexel had a goal. Drexel had a goal, and uh, that last key kid again, he scored late, and uh, with five minutes to go in the game, and Arkansas put it on for the last five minutes to try to tie it. But uh, three to two is nothing to sneeze yeah. at against Drexel, who's made yeah, it to national the national tournament the past couple of years. So uh, that's hey, that's a hell of a weekend and, uh, for Andrew Falls and his Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, good, good for those guys. You know they've. They've they've played some close league games, one goal games with guys in the league, Oklahoma. Um, you know, so they're they've been kind of right there, and uh, maybe this will kind of help them turn the page and have the confidence they need moving forward to put a little string of W's here together. There you go. There you go. That's a, that's a, that's a heck of a trip too. So that's a heck of a trip. Yeah. Not, uh, good. Good for those guys. <laughs> well, all right. Hey, hold on for a quick second. We're going to take a quick break. Let's listen to some little, uh, you know. Let's listen to some intermission music here, uh, straight out of. Hopefully, it's, hopefully it's better than that jazz you played last week. You, you didn't like that. I uh, I was listening to it in my office the day after, and when that came on, the people in my office looked around like, "What was that?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, just for you, we'll play a little Monty Python intermission music. Hold on. There you there you go. All right, Andrew. So, hey, uh, coming up, um, boy, the the Missouri State, Arkansas, um, Arizona, um, Colorado, and Colorado State—they all have the weekend off coming oh, up here. Yeah, those much needed, much needed break for all those teams. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. But we have, uh, I mean, uh, as you said before, before the intermission break, UNLV is going to be down at Oceanside to play yep. two games against ASU. In UNLV, here, let me go to my handy-dandy most recent terrible coaches ranking. UNLV is ranked number 10. Arizona State is ranked number 25th. So number 10 will be coming down to number 25. That's not bad. Not bad. Winnable. If you're Arizona State, they, uh, you know, you, you can – those are winnable games. You, if you play good, you play with some discipline. You know, you yep. could you could sneak in there and, uh, and surprise those guys and take a couple games. There you go. And then uh, the the two Oklahoma teams are back after it after taking the weekend off. Central Oklahoma goes up to Illinois to they go do. play uh, the Fighting Illini on the Big Pond. Couple. This is a this is a tough weekend for the Oklahoma teams here. They uh, <laughs> I don't care who you are if you're going to Illinois. And playing on the square, that's just a different style of hockey altogether. So it doesn't matter if, if Illinois is good or bad. It's still going to be tough to play. Yeah. Uh, yep. As you said, Oklahoma has to go up to St. Louis. They got to go play uh, at Lindenwood on Saturday, Sunday. Big, a big test for those guys um, coming up this weekend. So a couple, couple good, good games for the Oklahoma teams coming up here this weekend. You know, the the computer hasn't come out. Uh, the computer ranking hasn't come out. And I haven't been uh, – I've, I've talked to my friend, the computer wizard, all hat, no cape. And um, – but he hasn't he hasn't confided in me just yet um, who, you know, who's number one and all that kind of baloney. Uh, but I got to believe that when the computer comes out that Lindenwood is going to be number one. And it's got to – it's got to be – got to be Lindenwood in my opinion. Adrian's good, so, you know – one, two for, for those guys, but yeah, they've got to mm-hmm. be up there. Lindenwood, um, Lindenwood right now is just beating the tar out of everybody. And, uh, I, I think they just took out, I know last week they took out Robert Morris, Illinois, and it was, you know, like a close game on the first one. And then they just smoked him the next night. Yeah. It was like and then 10, I, and 10 to one. And then if I'm not mistaken, I think they beat the Sox off of Iowa state this past weekend. That's right. That's absolutely right. They beat them badly in both games. It wasn't, they weren't um, gigantic. Uh, I think the first one was like 5-1, and then the second one was uh, like a 7-3 game. Yeah, I was going to say 7 or 8 was what I what I remember, yep. Yeah, maybe it was 4. To, I, I don't know here. I'm going to click on it here while we're looking. But they, uh, uh, yeah, Lindenwood is just killing everybody. 
Yep. You know, they took care of Central Oklahoma to start their season. They beat them four to two, three to nothing. Oh, here we go. They just beat Iowa State uh, five to one and seven to three. So seven boy, to three. four goal four goal games both nights. Big big wins for those guys. They uh, huge. They uh, well, it should be interesting. You know, our the OU boys. You know, they're looking forward to getting back at it and and playing some games. All coming off the bye week here, so. And they uh, and I know from from years past those guys for whatever reason it may be they've always matched up well against Lindenwood so they've always played good tight games with them so I'm not expecting anything anything else out of them this weekend. Well, there you go. See, the, I, I you still got your chance to shake your pom poms. So uh, that's right. That's right. Hopefully, I'm, the the few Oklahoma listeners they'll they, uh, uh, yeah they'll be they'll appreciate your your. All, all of your uh, uh, your rah rawness. That is rah rah. The uh, I'm going. I'm going on the split here. I, I think. OU <laughs> oh really? Wins it. Oh no way. I think. OU, I think OU sneaks in and 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 wins it on Friday, and then uh, comes back and uh, drops a close one on Saturday. But really? So, so I say. Look at you. Lindenwood's tough. So I say taking taking a split with those guys on the first weekend is. Uh, would be a very successful weekend for, for OU moving forward. Holy smokes. Listen to Andrew drop the big bombs there. How about that? Andrew comes out and says, Oklahoma is going to give Lindenwood their first loss of the season at home, no less. At home on Friday night. Well, really? hey, if that, if, that, if that happens, then there goes my number one prediction, right? Well, you know, in, in, the, in the latest coaching poll when I was looking at it, you know, I, I was – I I was telling our OU coach that we were number two. Lindenwood was number one. So I don't I don't know where he ended up turning it in at. But you know, I just told him I said, just go ahead and jump us from nineteen to two and just get it done with. So thank, thank God yeah. you weren't voting in that thing. Huh? I'm not sure if he took a more modest approach than that or not. But you know, it is what it is. I'm not sure he voted. <laughs> oh boy okay so so bold prediction uh oklahoma you say splits with lindenwood andrew grabs his pom-poms and yep and shakes them vociferously with a split all right well then big boy what do you think about uh the other two series unlv at arizona state and central oklahoma at illinois the uh so i think arizona state i think they're going to pull off a split they uh i think they'll still one from unlv mm-hmm and then I'm not quite sure what to think about UCO and Illinois, just because of the. Doesn't matter who you are, the the token is always on Illinois' side when you're playing at, on the road versus Illinois with that rink. It's a different different ball game up there. Yep, tough tough place to play. And they, uh, you know, I haven't been overly impressed with uh, UCO's defense and the way they've played so far this first part of the season here. So. You know, if they can pull a split, I think that would be a successful weekend for those guys. Um, but I think okay. out of the, the three series, I think they're probably up against it the most, in my opinion. Really? Oh, my. See, just, no, that's you just being a homer. Come on. And, uh, not not just because uh, I'm, I'm attributing to, to, the, to the atmosphere you're playing in more up there than anything. Just that I think that thing's like one, 250 by 125 or something. It's almost a square. You've been there. Oh yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a different different ball game. So you know, it's insane. Illinois. Well, the, the reason the reason why I, I question that Illinois is struggling. Um, they come they they did a a Western Collegiate League weekend up in North Dakota. They played three games in three days: one at Minot and two at Jamestown, and they lost all three games. Granted, they were uh, one goal games, but they're on a three game losing streak. And you're you're going to say that Central is up against it the most, as opposed yeah, to Oklahoma well, going in and really playing the the powerhouse, yeah. the beast gonna, of the ACHA right now, Lindenwood. You're you're, you're going to get me again, but uh, UCO hasn't been exactly setting the world on fire here, so you know. Oof, I don't know. Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of been unpredictable a little bit, up and up and down so far this early season, so. Yeah, they've got some discipline issues, um, but I know Coach yeah. McCollister is going to take care of that. But they've got some kids that can fly, and on that big yeah. on that big square sheet, if you get some space, um, and if you stay disciplined, stay out of the box, don't give Illinois the chance to get cranking on the power play. Um, you, you've got a chance to beat them. Plus, they've got a, that killer goaltender of theirs, Alex Henry. He can, you know, he stops everything. Yeah, uh, they. Uh, so they've got. A, I, I give them a better chance than you do, but um, then I'm a homer. 
as the WCHL commissioner, I have to say Oklahoma is going to win both games. Central Oklahoma is going to win both games. ASU is going to win both games. That's right. That's right. Rah, rah. Rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, Andrew. Hey, well, tell tell us. So, so what? You had an off weekend because your 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 home team didn't do anything. They did, or they didn't play. So, what did you do to yeah. uh, entertain yourself? They uh, well, it was cold and rainy Saturday. So, uh, you know, my my wife drugged me shopping. So, you know, we 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 bought a ton of useless junk that we didn't need, and uh, yeah. it is what it is. They. Uh, and then uh, what did I do Saturday night? Tried to watch some football on Saturday, and then I was, I was told by uh, my wife that OU was not playing on football on TV, so there was no need to watch college football. And I, I tried to tell her that it was an American standard of watching college football on Saturdays. So we yeah. kind of had this debate, so maybe you can weigh in on this for me. We. Her and I had a, a debate, and you know my wife, so you know how the debate went for me. Um, yeah, you lost. Yeah, for sure. They because uh, yeah. the TV was turned to cartoons about five seconds after the debate started. So, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, um, I told her it was an American way of life to watch college football on Saturdays, and she she disagreed and uh, said that it was not an American way of life for watching college football on Saturdays. So, what what is your opinion? I think your wife is absolutely 100% wrong. Uh, Saturdays right. were made for college football. And I think if, uh, um, if I were, if, if you gave me, you know, uh, a couple of wishes, I would wish for extra Saturdays in the fall so we can play more fo college football in the fall. That is, that is, wish that is 100% right. Yeah. That is 100% right. She, she informed me that it was a Southern thing to watch college football on Saturdays. And uh, that if it was that great, that they would do more of it on the coast, East Coast and West Coast. And so, so I, says, I, the, says the girl in landlocked Oklahoma. That's right. That's right. I, I informed her that she was born in Oklahoma and has never lived outside of Oklahoma. They, uh, and she didn't know what she was talking about. That didn't go well <laughs> for me. They, uh, and then I told her that um, just because they didn't do it on the East Coast and the West Coast, that most of those people were... Uh, wackos anyway and they didn't know what was good for him wow and college football was the way to go and she disagreed and uh the five-year-old ended up with the tv <laughs> so <laughs> he, well there we have lost it. and got stuck watching <laughs> <cartoon>. <laughs> that's right <laughs> well interesting well hey as i as i said i i was uh i had the pleasure of going up to the mountains and uh got to see a little bit of uh boulder and a little bit of fort collins yeah. got to see an awful lot of longmont which is in between both of them I uh, um, I saw a dramatic photo of you griping about driving in a snowstorm on the backcountry roads late at night, coming I'm back from you, one of the games. On set, uh, th this is funny. On uh, it was funny, funny. It wasn't funny at the time. Um, uh, when I when I go to when I go to a uh, you know the game is kind of a, the relaxing part for me because when I go to things, I like to go see the coaches and you know introduce myself. And if if I see some, if I know some of the guys on the teams. I'll give them a hard time, you know, if they're just out there in the hallway or something. And so, uh, you know, I, I, and I call it, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, that kind of thing, you know, being the mayor of the WCHL. <laughs> and so I did that on, on Thursday night and I saw, um, uh, coach green and coach Bailey from, uh, ASU. And then I met, uh, coach weeks for the first time from Colorado state. And after the game, I see coach green and coach Bailey from ASU and I'm looking for coach weeks and he's already gone. And I, said, okay, hey, fine, no problem. You know, he's, it was my fault. I didn't get down there quick enough. Um, I did the same thing on, uh, on, on Friday down in Boulder, talked to coach Ballard and his uh, assistant coach, Kelly Newton, and uh, talked to coach green and coach Bailey again. And um, you know, but on, on Saturday night, I talked to uh, the CSU coach and I said, Hey, you know, uh, coach weeks. I said, Hey, I'll see you after the game. You know, I, I missed you the other night, uh, but I'll come down and see you after the game. And he goes, uh, 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 hey, we got some weather coming in, and I got to drive an hour and well, on a good day. So I'm jetting out of here, like, as soon as the final whistle is over with. And, uh, you know, I I should have paid attention. You know how, I mean, we live oh. here in Oklahoma. So when the weatherman says up, we yeah, all we, know it's going to be down. When he says yeah, east, we, we all look to the west because the weatherman yeah, are never we, right. 
we don't listen to any fear mongers around here. That's for sure. Get that right. But up in up in <laughs> Colorado, man, they hit it because damned if we didn't walk out after that Saturday game, and there wasn't a good four or five inches of snow already on the ground, and it was coming down hard. And uh, like I said, I was uh, um, I had the pleasure of staying at Longmont. Little did I know that it was homecoming weekend at Colorado State, so every hotel. In Fort Collins was uh, priced way out of the wazoo. You know, they were gouging the hell out of people. So uh, uh, me being the, the cheapskate I am, the flint, the skin flint, I uh, stayed down in Longmont and had to drive on some, some of these backcountry roads uh, that was just, you know, snow packed. Thank God I, the, the rental car I had was a Subaru Outback. And uh, geez, that son of a, that, that thing. It was, uh, it was wild. And then here, you'll, you'll love this. Somehow or another, and I didn't recognize this at the time until there was four inches of snow on top of my car, but the sunroof was up just a smidge. <laughs> so as I'm driving along, all of a sudden there's a drip, 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 right? Like right in my, <laughs> right in my chest. Like, what the heck is this? And sure enough, my passenger hops out of the car and starts, you know, wiping oh. down the, the top of the car and just a flood of water comes flying in through the sunroof. And I'm like, oh, my God, this, some idiot left the sunroof open. So, so you had a passenger in the car, did you? Oh, yeah. Well, it was, uh, yeah. Interesting. I had, a, I had, I had a little stinker uh, with me, the little, the little sorority girl from Colorado <laughs> State with me. And uh, so, anyways, I don't know if she meant to, if she hit a light you know, meant to turn on a light and, and you know, accidentally, uh, oh, you know, cracked the sunroof yeah, or what? I, I'd, I'd blame it on others too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was definitely not the driver's, uh, <laughs> definitely not the driver's problem, but you know what? Um, uh, it, it, so it made for an interesting ride home, uh, made for an interesting ride. What normally took about 40 minutes on, uh, on a dry, uh, uneventful day took about an hour and a half of just, white knuckle uh what what are the anti-lock brakes i mean just praying to the to 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 the lord above that uh you know there were no idiots that were going to come and turn the uh stoplights from green to red you know as on cross on cross streets or anything it was it was wild and by the time we got back to the hotel um you know there was probably got a couple of more inches when we woke up. I'd say there was probably a total of about, maybe I'm exaggerating, but probably not. I'd say there was probably a total of seven inches on top of the car. And that was after we had already cleaned it. You know, once we got, once we left Fort Collins. So between the time we, I, I can't believe anything accumulated while we were driving, but uh, from the time we got back to the time we woke up in the morning, it was, uh, it snowed pretty well. So. So yeah. Nah. And I just figured that, uh, you were showing your flair for dramatics again. Yeah, no, it was Lord just me. Bold, I didn't know this true story here. Yeah, yeah. And hey, you know, you know something else. I, I always like to do something a little different. And you know, the, the, what's the worst? Well, you, you've been on the road with hockey boys. What's the yep. worst part of game day? The absolute worst. The uh, the absolute worst is for me is getting in off the bus and on the bus and back and forth. And if you're in the rain or the snow, then you're tracking that stuff back and forth with you and all that. It's just miserable. The, uh, but for besides that note, the worst part of game days for myself is sitting around a hotel room. <laughs> yep. There you go. The, the, worst uh, part of, the worst part of game day is waiting. Yep. Yep. No, the, you, uh, that's why Saturdays are fun because you, you can at least watch football. That's right. That's right. right. They, uh, yeah, I always I I'm not a big nap guy. Obviously, every time I went on the road, I was never playing, so I didn't have to take a nap for the energy and all that. So sitting around there at the hotel was just awful. The uh, quick story: I remember going to Shreveport one time when I was working in the Central League, and uh, we we had taken a fan that won a won a raffle to take a trip with the Blazers, and. Uh, oh. He he ended up being my bunkie for the for the trip. And uh <laughs> long story short, the uh we're sitting there, uh I come strolling in about four in the morning, Saturday morning, and uh been places I probably shouldn't have been. And 
go to morning skate. And then uh, after we took uh, some people around here may know the name, John Brooks, it was his uh, final season. So he, we took him out to lunch. There was a seafood restaurant, Ralph and Kaku's that he loved to go to. So a bunch of us that weren't playing went to Ralph and Kaku's with John Brooks to celebrate his uh, retirement. And then uh, on the way back, I told this guy, I said, I don't want to go take a map or, sit in that room and he's like good neither do i let's go to the casino <laughs> so <laughs> so i end up at the casino and made made a little bit of money that that afternoon and uh i was sitting there i had to be on the bus at like 4 30 and at four at about 4 20 we're at a casino about two miles down the down the street from the hotel and at 4 20 i'm in full panic mode because taxi cabs are still an hour out oh no can't find a ride from anybody i'm outside bribing the valet guys with a hundred dollar bill if they'll just top in some customer's car that just dropped it off to be valet parked to take me down the street to the hotel to drop me off and <laughs> i ended up finding this guy coming out of the parking garage that he must have just lost everything because i offered him a 100 bucks to take me two miles down the street to to make it on the bus to so i wouldn't get in trouble yeah. and he took my money and dropped me off and got me there in time what happened to your fan that was with you? Uh, he ended up coming with me. He he wasn't <laughs> worried about himself. He he knew he didn't have any responsibilities to to get back to on the bus and all that, so he wasn't going to get in trouble. But <laughs> he knew that uh, Coach Sauter would uh, would be laying low for me if the bus had to wait for me to show back up. So jeez, oh, he told me not to worry about it. But he ended up hopping in the car with me, and we made it to the bus and got on there and. Just made it by the skin of our teeth. You were a hundred dollars lighter. That's all right. I mean, I lost, I lost everything in the places I shouldn't have been on Friday night and Saturday morning. But I made, I made it back up Saturday afternoon. There you go. At the casino. So uh, he giveth and he taketh overall, away. That was right. That was right. <laughs> Just in reverse. <laughs> well, the, the worst part for me was, is is game day, and granted, I had a, I had a little snotty palm girl with me, a sorority girl with me, um, but in in usually I would I'm in Fort Collins, I would go on like one of these brewery tours, yeah, but being a responsible parent, I couldn't do that. Well, you know, and and, and probably wanted to be a responsible uh, commissioner too, not showing up pie eyed to. The games would probably be a good thing also. Well, you know, that's been known to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that new Belgium tour is really, really good a few times over. Yeah, especially when you do it three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went, you'll, you'll get a kick at it, maybe maybe not, but uh, um, I went on the Celestial Seasonings tour. Do you know what Celestial oh. Seasonings are? You are you're stepping out on the wild side there. <laughs> I, uh... I, had, I had no clue, Andrew. I mean... I drove, I drove by this place. It's between, yeah. it's in Boulder. It's north. It's in the north part of Boulder, but it's, it's on the road between Boulder and Fort Collins. And I, you know, hell I've driven by it. Uh, I don't know, 20, 20, who knows a bunch of times. And I thought, wow, it's just a factory. You know, there's nothing there. And sure enough, I looked it up and they had tours there. and I thought, okay, we're going to go to this thing. We're going to kill some time. We're going to be the only people on this tour. I figure we literally walk in and there's going to be some gray haired hippie with a beard. It goes, oh, yeah, okay, come on <laughs> in. I'll show you around. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, this was a production. Really? Oh, boy. I mean, were they, they have tours. Were they making like, any of that? What? Uh, what was it? That pumpkin pumpkin spice and everything nice? Oh, were boy. they making any of that? They have, they, have every, they have every flavor of tea imaginable. Really? Yes. And do you, I, I can tell you this. Do you know what the top three teas are in, uh, in America? The top three flavors for celestial seasonings tea. Celestial tea top three. Obviously, we got to go. Uh, probably a cinnamon. Well, you're kind of close, but that's wrong. The, Here, I'll help you out. Number one mm-hmm. is something called sleepy time. Really? Yes, and apparently it puts makes, you to sleep. Makes sense. And number two is peppermint, and number three right. is chamomile. Really? Those I, I had no clue. I had no clue. Now go. I'm not a big tea drinker, but they brought us they they brought us into the into the place. You know they get tea. It's kind of funny because the in in, in heck this isn't a, a commercial for celestial seasonings, but you know they they basically said you know the company was founded by a bunch of hippies in the late '60s, 
who just went up into the <laughs> mountains in Boulder and found some herbs. They dried it out, shook out all the gunk. They used like a, a screen door as their shaker to sort <laughs> to, to sift the, you know, the nice. stuff that they found in the mountains from the dirt and the rocks and stuff. And then they uh, huh. decided, well, hey, all this stuff, let's try it. Let's boil it in water and let's drink it. You know, like a bunch there of people would do in the 60s. Yeah, why not, right? And, and, and next thing you know, boy, they've got like a multi-million dollar company. Um, How about that? Boy, you walk in there and they've, the, the sense, you know, I've, I've got a gigantic, um, I've, got, I've got a gigantic schnoz. You know, I, I, it's my, my nose is gigantic and broken from many times over and it's, uh, it doesn't necessarily function properly, but holy smokes, you walk in there and the scents, the smells are just overpowering. I can imagine. It's, I can uh, imagine. Yeah. Hibiscus, I mean, piles of hibiscus oh. and, uh, you know, stuff from all over the world. It was, I'm not saying I'm going to go back. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I'll, I'll admit it was a heck of a lot better than sitting around a hotel room waiting for a hockey game. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I could go paint a wall and watch it dry, and that would be better than sitting in a hotel room waiting for a game to start. That's yeah. for sure. They had a place, they had a tea room, and it was sealed, and you walk in, and they have like green tea and black tea and white tea, you know, huh. all, all packed up. And so you walk in, you know, they open this overhead door, and you walk into this thing, and, um, it, you know, it, you smell like you're walking into a, you know, a Lipton tea club. I mean, it was just it was overpowering, the smell of tea. Then you walk around the corner, and open up another uh, overhead door. And it's called the mint room. And of course, it's just absolute 100% menthol in your eyes Whoa. watering. And, you know, you take deep breaths yeah. and you, you're, you're, you know, your sinuses are cleared from now until next week. And uh, it, it was just amazing. I was, I had no clue how prolific uh, people were drinking tea. So. Oh, my, my wife, she, she's one of them. So. You see, now you've something to do. Yeah, if I'd have thought about it, yeah. She every time you get a sore throat or something like that, the great medicine man that she is, she goes in here and slaps on uh, peppermint tea and, and makes you drink a glass of peppermint tea. Wow, to, to help your sore throat. Yeah, but the the, 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 the great fun, medicine man. The, the funny thing was on the tour. You love this, okay? There there are two other aspects of the tour that that were funny and. Um, 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 well, let me. They, this the lovely young lady who was. You know, she wasn't a gray-haired, you know, gray-bearded hippie, but she was gray-haired and she was a hippie. Um, she <laughs> might have had a gray beard. I don't know. I had to had to look. Had to, I didn't get that close. Um, but she's asking, you know, hey, how do we clean all this stuff? You know, how do we clean all the leaves and how do we clean all the stuff that we put into, you know, the tea? How do we clean it? Anybody have any idea? Anybody have any idea? You know, and she's taking dumb questions or, I mean, taking dumb answers. And my dumb ass holds up my hand <laughs> and I say, well, use water to wash it. She goes, oh, <laughs> that's a really good thought. But you know what happens when you put tea and tea leaves in water? You make tea. <laughs> and, uh, okay. All right. So mark one out for the fat guy. I'm a dummy. Right. And then and then the next, the, so so I shut up the rest of the tour. <laughs> you you, you blend like, into the I'm, back of the line. I zip the lip. I didn't say anything. Um, but the, the other thing was funny they, they were talking all about the different kind of teas. And, you know, I told you about the number one tea in all the world. It's sleepy time. It's number one in like 37 countries, huh. but it's like every country that they ship to it's number one, except for one country, Canada, for whatever reason, Canada's favorite tea is something called like Bengal zinger or Bengal something. It's Bengal tamer. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's Bengal something. And so they, she was going on and on about how since it's number one in Canada, it has to be in uh, English and in French. And it has to, you know, the packaging isn't where it lays down on its uh, horizontal, it's vertical so they can get more shelf, you know, use up less shelf space, that sort of thing. And I thought, yeah. huh. frigging Canadians, you know, yeah. of course you can't, yeah, I know. can't get with the program. Chalk another, yeah, chalk another thing up for them, right? Yeah, that's right. America's out. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You can't get you yeah. can't go with it with sleepy time. No, you got to go with Bengal zinger. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, hey, I thought it was interesting, Talking. and it killed a lot of time. So there you. They, uh, yeah, waiting around in a hotel room. That, that's the most miserable thing I've ever experienced. That's for sure. Yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> of yeah. course, probably <laughs> next to listening to this podcast. 
So, uh, well, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you could be stuck in the hotel room waiting on a game, listening to this podcast, and then, you know, you'd be a double negative. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, they'd cancel each other out. There's the rope. <laughs> Open the window. I'm jumping right now. <laughs> exactly. You can let me out of here. <laughs> hey, speaking of letting, let me out of here. Let's us get out of here. We appreciate everyone taking the time to listen. Um, you can find us on the internet, on Facebook at WCHL Pod, on Twitter at WCHL Pod. Drop us a line, send us a note, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, whatever. Um, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. This is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and what was that? maybe it's on somewhere else. I don't know. But um, we appreciate uh, every one of you listening. And, Andrew, we, we only have six games coming up, so it'll be we'll have to find some more to, 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 to BS about. I'm, I'm I'm sure you and I can find plenty of things to BS about. <laughs> I have no doubt. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's get us out of here. Say the magic words and we're gone. Yeah. Everybody have a good week. Everybody have a safe week. We'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>